Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Conversation. I am Nikki Cross from the future. I'm recording this about 170 episodes in. We're currently in June 2023 and I just thought I'd record an introduction to my earlier episodes for the simple reason my sister was at breakfast the other day in a cafe and she overheard a lady saying to her friend, I have just found the inner work conversation. It's really, really useful. I'm going to go right the way to the beginning and work my way through the episodes. And it immediately made me want to try and contact this lady who I have no idea who she is and be like, no, don't do that. Because this this podcast, it's been going for a few years. And during that time, I have grown. I have changed. I have evolved. I have grown more confident in my abilities and in my competence, not just in my podcasting abilities, but also in what I do with my clients. I've become much more sure about who I best work with, who I best serve, and how we can best have conversations around the topics that are meaningful to the people who I work with. And so it makes me want to go, oh God, no, listen to the more recent episodes. That's where you're going to get your best value. That's where you're going to get your best insights. And it also, to be honest, makes me go, oh, in those older episodes, I sound different. I sound different because I was trying really hard. I was trying really hard to be liked and accepted. I was trying really hard to find my place in this in this space. And I think it comes through. I think that you can hear that. And I'll be honest, there's some old, old episodes that I've gone back and I've thought, oh, that, that's made me cringe or I actually disagree with myself. And so it leaves me with the question, why wouldn't I take the old episodes down? And my simple answer is this. As we all navigate life and business, we all evolve and we all grow. And there is always going to be an older version of us that we wish we'd have said things differently or we wish we'd have done things differently. Like for example, at the beginning of my business, I wish that I'd have been much more confident in who I worked with and how I can serve them and really back in my own, you know, opinions around certain things. But I can't go back. None of us can. None of us can go back to a previous version of ourselves and rewrite time. And so I'm leaving all of my older episodes in for one reason only. And that is because I want you to take these older episodes and take them for what they are, a demonstration of someone growing and evolving and learning in public. And I I say all of this and I introduce this episode with the hope that that not only inspires you, but also helps you to give yourself permission to grow and evolve and learn in public. So many of us just won't put ourselves out there for fear that it's not going to be good enough and you know it's not going to be right and when i when i listen back to my original my my initial podcast episodes it's not good enough and it's not right by my standards now but it was back then everyone has to start somewhere we all have to start somewhere we can't just rock up to something and be who we want to be or have the quality that we want to have from day one. So with what you're about to listen to, please, please know that as these podcasts, as the numbers roll on, the more me you will hear me get, but that's the more me now. Yeah. And that's not to say that there isn't value and insight in these older episodes. It's just letting you know that this is my version of growing and evolving out loud. So with all that said, let's get into the episode. (laughs) 
Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Conversation, a podcast I've created with leaders like you in mind. I'm Nikki Cross, founder and CEO of Thrive Life and Business, and in today's episode, I'm helping you break free from the shackles of people pleasing and giving you three tips that you can implement today. I want you to feel comfortable saying no. I want you to make empowered decisions, not ones that come from a place of pleasing others. And I want you to step into the most empowered version of yourself, realizing that you can uphold your boundaries and still be a kind, compassionate, caring person. I want you to lead in your life and in your business. So no long intro, let's dive straight in. So this episode is for you if you're always wanting praise or approval, or if you avoid doing or saying things to prevent negative reactions or reactions that you don't feel comfortable with. This episode is for you if you prioritize being liked, being well thought of, being admired, overdoing the right thing or being effective, or even sometimes getting the results that you know that your business needs. Now, if you're listening to this and thinking, yep, that's me, (laughs) I want you to know if we were in a conversation with each other and talking about this, you would be explaining this to me and the next thing that you would probably say is, I know, I know, it's ridiculous, Um, you know, I'm a leader or I'm a grown-up, but the first thing just to dive straight in is it's really not, in fact, it's really, really logical. What can happen a lot of the time is the more you don't think you're doing a good job, the more you think you're unworthy, the more you don't think you're good enough, the more you'll try and seek validation from the people around you. And that's what happens because we don't believe that we're good enough. We think that if we can make others think that we're good enough, that can validate us. We can get our validation from the outside in. And then if we if we get enough of that, then we might believe it too. But For those of you who are listening and are people pleasers, you'll know that this just doesn't work. It's such a risky game because when things are going well, it feels great, right? When people around us are like, we like what you're doing, we're happy, we are, you know, you're saying things and making decisions that are making my life great and I'm happy with you. They're happy, we're happy. But the thing is, if we don't believe that we're good enough first or nice enough or kind enough or leadershipy enough, <laughs> it doesn't matter how much praise or approval other people will give you. It will never satisfy you. It, it, I want you to think of it like a glass of wine. It might take the edge off for a little while, but it's superficial. It's not long lasting. And that's what happens when you try and gain that approval and validation from outside of you and not inside of you. And so you know, they'll say nice things about you and the tone of their email will be nice and they'll put a kiss at the end of their message and, you know, when they're pissed off, they won't put a kiss at the end of their message. But in leadership and life, we can't always make choices that please others. So in today's episode, I want to talk through the way that you'll see people pleasing playing out and I want to give you three small tips but really practical that you can go away and implement straight off the back of this episode that you can start today and support yourself through coming out of people pleasing behavior in the hope that you can maybe you can identify yourself in some parts of this episode and start to create change that feels true to you that feels sustainable and empowering um so before we jump into the tips, let me give you some context. I say context. Um, 
maybe let's consider them as more words of warning. (laughs) So the first thing that I want to touch on that follows up that point from before is you'll notice that it's never enough, ever. And this is a really strange one because at the same time as you seek in approval and validation of others and making choices to avoid conflict and wanting people's approval, it is a cup that can never be full. And here's how that you'll see that playing out. If we don't believe that we are good enough or nice enough or kind enough or commercial enough first, then you can get feedback and praise and compliments. And what will happen usually is you will deflect it. You will dismiss it. You'll give the credit to someone else or something else. So it's weird because you're wanting the praise and you're wanting the approval, but you don't feel like you can accept it because actually deep down, you don't believe it about yourself. So therefore you don't think it can possibly be real. You're just happy that other people are happy with you. So it feels out of alignment. Do you notice that? And also you could have the best team. You could be surrounded by the most lovely people. You could work with an encouraging coach like me, or you could join Thrive Together and literally be surrounded by encouragement and people wanting to lift each other up. But still, still it won't be enough. So you will notice that you simply won't be able to accept, like I said, you won't be able to accept the compliments, you won't be able to accept your own progress or wins, and you might start to feel an even greater sense of disconnection. And this is because when you don't feel good enough, you will go into investigation mode. You will wonder, why am I like this? I hear that so many times, why am I like this? But here's the thing, If you aren't giving yourself credit, if you can't recognize your wins, if you can't see how you're growing through adversity or making decisions and where you can be proud of yourself, it just doesn't matter how much other people cheer you on. It doesn't matter how many compliments you get. It doesn't matter how much approval they give you. It'll never be enough until you approve of you. You have to cheer yourself on first because what happens when we place that power externally to us, like I said before, is... When they're happy with us, we are happy with us and it doesn't last for very long because inside we're just waiting for the next time to please that person and then if they're going to be happy with us again, we can be happy with us again. (laughs) But if they're not, then we're not going to be. So we're always waiting for that next thing, that next opportunity for them not to be happy with us and because we don't believe it on the inside, we can't accept it on the outside. Another piece of context that I want to give before I get into the tips is... The moment I start working with a client, regardless of how we're working together one-to-one or thrive together, the thing that they will most certainly tell me as soon as they have said, I want to stop being a people pleaser, is they'll automatically then turn to, but I don't want to be a bad boss bitch. I don't want to be cold. I don't... And it's like, they'll basically say to me, I want to stop seeking approval and basing how I feel on whether they're happy with me or not, but I don't wanna be cold, I don't wanna be a bitch, I don't wanna be an arsehole. So I wanna warn you that the tips I'm gonna give you in this episode are not necessarily going to feel nice when you begin implementing them, but, and this is really, really important, that does not mean that you can't still be nice. And that does not mean that you aren't nice. A client of mine recognized recently that she needs to set firmer boundaries with some of her clients. And one of her comments was, oh, I know, I'm just gonna have to start being less nice. And I was like, no, wait, fuck that. Still be nice. Stop thinking that people pleasing 
equals being nice. Stop thinking that bending over backwards to accommodate everyone else is being nice. Stop thinking that undercharging is being nice. Is it shite? Seriously, when I go through my tips, you'll understand where this slots in. But what I really want you to do is watch your language and remove the connection between whether you're a nice person and whether you can say no and uphold your boundaries. It's not like there's no in-between. You know, this is basically your ego still fighting to say, I don't want their approval, but I still want to be liked. I've even seen some leaders not want to do this work because they've convinced themselves that they can't possibly not people please and not be disliked. So what happens is they continue to avoid confrontation. Um, they continue to not state clearly what they want. And this is tricky because you might not know anymore what you want because you've spent so long people pleasing. And what happens is you'll avoid difficult conversations and you'll continue to avoid the things that do need to be said. And this is where we get stuck. We assume that by not being a people pleaser, we're automatically unkind. And, you know, there might be some really deep inner work to do that has formed that opinion, that has formed that belief, maybe stemming all the way back to your childhood. But obviously this is a podcast episode. We're not in conversation. I can't go that deep with you. So all I can say is the tips that I'm going to share with you will be really relevant to you and and perhaps go and do some of your own inner work on the link or the connection that you think you have in your own mind to being a people pleaser and getting that approval or acceptance off other people and what that means, what you believe that means about you. We tell ourselves so often when we're people ple- when we're in people pleasing mode that we can't be kind and caring and uphold our own boundaries and that just isn't true. You can be the most combined, kind, kind, compassionate, caring person without constantly shaping your every move around what might please other people. So with all that said, let me dive into my three tips that you can implement today. And these are tips that you can practice starting today, every day. Um, But let me be clear on this. I am absolutely not trying to eradicate your desire to be liked or approved by others. I think that's really important for me to say because that lives in us all at different levels. You know, for example, when I get messages from you saying how much you enjoyed the podcast episode or how much it's helped, that lights me up. I'm so pleased with that. It just makes my absolute day, especially when I receive messages saying, I tried this thing you recommended and here is the result I got. It's like, wow, that is exactly what I want by creating these episodes. But let's have it right. I'm not over here basing whether I'll record another episode or not based on your opinion. If you leave me a negative review on iTunes, that is not going to stop me from creating my next episode. (laughs) So what I'm not going to do is tell you to stop caring. I care, we all care. But what I am going to focus on is how you can support and empower yourself so the need to get other people's approval isn't as powerful and it doesn't hold you back from going after the things that you want or saying no to the things that are meaningful to you that you reject or say no to. Um, And then when when you don't get people's approval or satisfaction, it isn't as debilitating. So let's dive in. The first tip that I've got for you is practice self-support. 
So I know people who say that they want to stop people pleasing, but they they refuse to commit to the inner work. And this is a really, really important point. I hear a lot of chat, particularly in the coaching industry, on self-love and upholding boundaries and self-care. And what I'm about to ramble on about, in my opinion, isn't any of those things. It's not self-love, it's not upholding boundaries, it's not self-care. What I'm about to talk to you about is something that I would call self-support. So bear in mind, you know, I come from 15 years of a learning and development background. So I am fully aware that when we're creating change, it's going to be at one of three levels. Usually it's going to be either knowledge, skill or behavior. So knowledge is like, I want to learn how to use that software. That's the change that I want to create. Skill is I want to learn how to be able to negotiate, how to be able to drive a car, their skills. Behavioral change is exactly what we're talking about today. But it, but it also requires you to build in some skills that I'm going to give you in these tips. So self-support when we're creating behavioral change is one of the most important things that you can, one of the most important gifts you can give yourself. So when you've decided on a goal and you are intended on getting there, in order to get there, in order to create the change that you want, you are going to need to support yourself. And I like to think about the way I can support myself if I'm not working with a coach. So it's all self-support, it's all self-driven in two different ways. Way one is what can I do to set myself up for success? And way two is how do I measure and track my progress? So I'm gonna talk to you about them both. And to me, they are both absolutely vital. So way one, (laughs) what can I do to set myself up for success? So consider it, you're basically, you're listening to an episode because you're pissed off with people pleasing. That is why you are now, I don't know, 15 minutes into this episode is because you are, you, you, your pain point around people pleasing is so strong that you're listening to an episode on it because you want to create that change. You can see the impact in your life and business, your personal relationships, your effectiveness as a leader, the resent that you feel inside when you people please, all of the things. So you're creating the behavioral change. You're going to need to support yourself through it. So ways that you can set yourself up for success is daily practice. What words of affirmation do you crave to hear off others? Whose opinion or words have the biggest impact on you, good or bad? I literally want you to list the things that you wish that they would say to you and I want you to start giving them to yourself proactively. To be clear, although this might not be the thing that you want to do, this is the most effective way that I've seen this done and it's not like a do this every day for 10 minutes a day, it's done sporadically throughout the day. Can you leave post-it notes on your laptop? Can you set reminders on your phone? Can you, in the words of James Clear in his um, book, Atomic Habits, I'll link it in the show notes, can you habit stack, which is basically like create a habit on a habit. So before you go to send an email, tap yourself on the head and say, be brave, you know? (laughs) Can you... Um, before you have a conversation, can you repeat a mantra a few times? What can you do to support yourself? And I understand that to some of you, this is the thing that you least want to hear because you still want the approval, the approval to come from outside of you. And I actually reckon that only a percentage of you listening will actually sustainably like give this a go 
seriously, listen to the way that you speak to yourself and the way that you speak to yourself can literally change everything. So just to like um, add some power to this suggestion that I'm making to you, I want you to consider this. If someone said to me, you've got a shit car, I would not care about their opinion because I don't care about the car that I drive, right? However, if someone said to me, you're a pain in the arse, you're a real inconvenience, Nick, that would really sting because I'm healing a wound of being an inconvenience to people, right? Does that make sense? So what I want you to do is think about what wounds you have, where are your pain points? Because in those in those wounds, in those pain points, what you're going to find is where your people pleasing comes from. And you are the person to heal that wound, not the people around you. You are the person to give yourself the affirmation, not gain it from around you. So if you feel, if you fear that you're not a good leader and you can't make good decisions, after each decision that you make, say to yourself, that was a good decision. Give your brain the evidence that it needs. And that could be on stupid little things like, right, I'm gonna send this email and take a 15 minute break. That was a good decision. If you feel fear that you're not good enough, every time that you do something, say to yourself, that was good enough and move on. If you fear that you might outshine someone else because that was a thing when you were growing up and therefore you have to you know, stay small, when you achieve something or when you get a compliment, say in your own head, I deserve success. I am proud of my effort. I am proud of my persistence, my growth, my courage, my enthusiasm. Whatever it is, you can support yourself through those affirmations. So you obviously what you've noticed in setting yourself up for success, it's all about the inner work. But going back to, that was way one. Way two is define the change that you want and track your progress. And again, like I can't tell you how effective this is if you do it. So with my one-to-one clients, what we do is at the beginning of their journey, we set up a progress tracker where we mutually agree their goals. This is essentially, it's a goals document that outlines the changes or the transformation that they wanna create while they're working with me. And we revisit that monthly and objectively track their progress together. You can totally do this for yourself. Define the behavioral change or the transformation, define what you wanna stop doing or start doing or do differently and actually keep a log of how you did each day or each week or get an accountability buddy. Or if you're inside Thrive Together, head on into your personal progress log and put it in there and let me help, let me support you through it. But the thing is with creating tra- change is if you don't track your progress, you will not recognize the evidence of the small changes that you're making that will compound over time, gain momentum and therefore create the change that you are wanting to see. Okay, so that was tip one. Tip one was about practicing self-support. Tip two is a little bit more practical. So tip two is recognize that in deciding not to people please, people might not be happy, which is the opposite <laughs> of what you <laughs> of what you want, right? So I want you to recognize that in deciding not to people please, you are deconditioning yourself, but understand that other people might need time to adjust too. So what I often find when people sort of head off on their journey of not people pleasing anymore 
is they feel pumped, they can recognize what they can do differently. So they're creating behavioral change and it sounds so easy until we consider that actually you acting differently probably will impact others. And since the thing we're trying to change will absolutely impact others and their experience that they have of you, it's probably wise to let them know. (laughs) So a few things that you can do. Firstly, when you're doing a scary thing, like um, I say scary thing, a thing that requires courage to not people please. So for instance, saying yes when you'd normally, um, uh, sorry, saying no when you'd normally say yes or asking someone to do something that you've taken on as for years, but actually isn't even your responsibility. Whatever it is, when you're about to do it, spend a couple of moments on the inner work first. I like to think of it as strapping myself in. You know, I'm in the car, put the postcode into the sat nav I'm going we are doing this but I just need to prepare myself mentally first we actually do this in power planning inside thrive together we have live weekly power planning sessions and I ask you to consider in your plans this week what might trip you up and if your thing is you've decided no more people pleasing which if you think about it that the change is behavioral like we've already talked about then it's potentially going to take time and persistence for you to create that change. So that could trip you up. So strap yourself in. When you come to power planning, you'll notice that I ask you questions like, what on your list of things to do this week could intimidate you? How can you meet that fear? What do you need to push back on or ask for support? Know that these are questions aimed at you if you avoid making decisions or doing certain things in case you rock the boat, in case you upset them, in case you're scared of inconveniencing them. So I hope you feel seen. (laughs) So consider, do you need to share maybe with your team or with your wife or with your husband or partner or kids that actually you are trying to people please less? Do you need to prepare them and ask them, like I say in power planning, ask them for support, you know, ask them to call you out if they see you slipping into people pleasing habits again, ask them to call you out on that. And then when you're in the moment, give them the space to react. They are entitled to react. They're not entitled to treat you like shit, but they are entitled to their reaction because of course you've been saying yes for years. So the moment you say no, they're going to be like, what now? (laughs) give yourself time for these changes and persistence for these changes to take place but also give time and patience and persistence to other people as well the people around you when you're when you're creating this change too and then the third tip that I've got for you is take a moment to check in on your decisions before you make them So on a recent client call, we discussed the importance of giving yourself the time to think and the time to feel before making a decision or before responding to something and notice the intent of your decision or the intent of your response. Notice where it comes from. Does it come from a place of people pleasing or avoiding shame or judgment or a negative reaction or does it come from a place of integrity? So even when it's difficult, even when you're fearful of their reaction or judgment, the thing that's really, really easy to do is just react and react in a way that we're habitually um, conditioned to do. So if you're trying to break out of a people-pleasing reaction or people-pleasing response, then 
usually you're going to find yourself in situations where it is a reaction. You are in a position where you're reacting to someone's request or you're reacting to someone's assumption that you'll do something or you're reacting to someone's behavior. So if you're going to make this a long lasting sustainable change, my key tip is to create space between the event and your response. Space for you to think, space for you to react or respond and space for you to feel. One of my favourite books of all time is called Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. I'll link it in the show notes. Um, And he famously said, I've got this on my screen so I don't fuck it up. Between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. Let me read that again. Between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. And in our response lies our growth and our freedom. I cannot begin to explain how empowering it was to read his story and the adversity that he faced and his ability to choose his attitude despite such horrific circumstances. And it really inspired me to do the same. Of course, I haven't been to Auschwitz. I haven't been (laughs) in a concentration camp. But we do find ourselves in a situation where we feel a victim to um, our own habitual behaviours. And actually, this is not true. This is not the case. But the thing that you have to learn is how to create space. And it is actually really simple when you give yourself the tools. So let me give you a few examples. If you're in a situation where you'd normally react with a people-pleasing response, you could say something like, would you mind if I took a moment to think that through? Or it's important to me that I make a really good decision on this and I don't feel like I've got enough headspace or information or time to give it what it deserves. Can I let you know by and then give them a time or day? Or um, you could say, it's really important to me that this situation or this scenario doesn't happen again. Let me suggest a few things that we can put in place so we both know where we stand on this. It might look a bit different to the way we're used to working together now, but it'll benefit us both. Yeah, I see that a lot with service providers that I work with, where like if they've got clients who constantly show up late to appointments, for example, and they they just they go with it. They don't want to, you know, uphold that boundary, so to speak. You can create space in that situation. You don't need to address it when you're all fired up, but you can say, Do you know what? Let me have a look at that. Let me suggest some ways. Um or if something has really pissed you off, you could say something like I have got an initial response to this, but that response is driven by my emo- by my emotions. And I know that that response will be very different to the response I'd give you if I had time to think this through. Can you give me that time? Do you see how the examples that I've given you create space between the conversation or the situation that you're in and your reaction? We're all human. And you just don't know by pushing back and giving yourself that time and space to think and feel and process you might actually earn something that is much more um, valuable and powerful than being liked. You might earn respect, right? Not just respect from them, but respect from yourself. And that is the shit that makes you stronger inside, right? So they're my three tips. What resonated with you most? And most importantly, of course, as always, 
what is what is it that you're going to implement what is it that you're going to take from this episode and start putting into practice and of course it goes without saying if you want support with topics like this on a weekly basis join thrive together (laughs) the price is on the website the link is in the show notes I will say though it's um, currently late April and at the moment you can get it at the price that it's on the website for in May 2021 so I don't know when you're going to be listening to this episode but in May 2021 the price will be increasing to reflect the value so if you do want to get in at the current price then please head on over and join us you would be welcomed with open arms When you head over to that link, you'll notice that there are two options. You can either join monthly, cancel anytime, or you can join for a year, which basically gives you two months for free. But if this episode has resonated with you and you feel like, yes, this is the kind of work that I want to be doing on myself that will make me a more effective leader and will make me a happier person, come on in. (laughs) And with that, I'm going to leave you there. Thank you as always for tuning in. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if today's episode resonated with you, don't forget to share it in social media, tag me or share it with a friend who you think might benefit from listening to a bit of people pleasing wisdom. As always, I'm really, really grateful for any of you who are returning from previous episodes. But if you're not, make sure you hit subscribe. I would love to see you in the next episode.